Good evening. Sorry that I'm starting a little bit late. We're holding now in Gitin. Daf, uh, today's daf is daf nun ches. We're going to begin the last line on daf nun zayin omud base. We're discussing now the sugya of the haruge betar, and uh, the Gemara is going to discuss today how literally thousands and millions of yidden were killed by the whole story of betar. Now, Omar Rabo, the Gemara says like this: Omar. Rabba Barbarchana Omra Bechnan. So Rabba Barbarchana says the name of Rabbechnan. Arboim so forty so Ktsutse Tfilinimso Burosha Harugi Beta. They found forty so full of boxes of Tfilin. They found on the heads of those killed in Betar, which describes how many thousands and millions of heathen were actually killed. Yana Birabishmala Mershlaish Kupis Shalarboim Arboim so. That Rabbiani says that there were found three large baskets, each holding 40 saw of tefillin. The Mastisa Tana, and when the Brisa was taught, there were 40 large baskets, each holding three saw of tefillin. And where it says, it's really not a machlekes. And ha, the Dara. The Chachamim, who say that the tefillin. Was referring to the head, whereas the other chachamim were referring to the arm. For uh, the, in other words, they're referring to different types. And when it came to the hand, there's only one compartment. When it comes to the tefillin sharesh, as we know, there's four compartments there. Amar Basi Debasi says, four kav of brains from children uh, whose skulls were smashed were found on one stone." Ula Amar Ula says, "Tisha kavin." That they were nine kav. Omer of Kanavitema Shela Bar Mori, my kro, Basbova Hashiduda Ashri Shishalim Loch. He says, What does it mean? The Pusik, O daughters of Bavel, marked by devastation, happy is he who shall repay you. She says, Ashri Shayechas Vinipitz, Al as Odelayich El Hasola. Happy is he who shall seize and dash your little ones against. Iraq. Pasuk says, The precious sons of Tzioin, comparable to fine gold. What does that mean? My What does it mean, comparable to fine gold? If you want to say that they were covered with fine gold, you can't say that. Why? He says that there was two Easter weights of fine gold came down into the world. One in Rome and one in all the rest of the world. If so, certainly it's impossible to cover all the inhabitants of Yerushalayim with fine gold. There was not enough of it in the entire world to cover. Which means that they would disgrace fine gold because of their beauty. In the beginning, the noblemen of Rome would keep an image of a seal by their beds and have relations opposite that image so that they would have children with similar beauties. 
From this point on, in other words, from the time of this uh, revolt, they would bring Jewish children, tie them to the foot of their bed, and engage in relationships from them because the Yiddish kinder were very, very handsome, and they wanted also to have such children. Chad Now, it says, there's a story that one of them said to, uh, to, to the other, where is this affliction written in the Torah? But success also every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of the Torah. First one said, How far am I in my learning from this? In other words, how much more so would I have had to learn in order to, uh, to reach this Pusik? The other said, Had you gone one and a half columns, you would have reached this Pshat. So the first child said, had I reached this Pasuk, I would not have needed you, as in, I would have known this on my own. Yehuda says, in the name of Roshim Ben what is the Pasuk, what does it mean, my eye affects my soul, because all the daughters of my city, there were 400 shuls in the city of Beitar, and each and every one of them, there were 400 teachers, and each and every one of these teachers had 400 teachers. So it was a massive, massive population over there. And when the enemy entered there, the children would stab them with their pens. And when the enemy prevailed and caught them, they wrapped the children in their scrolls and lit them on fire. We learned in a bride. It was a story that Rabbi Shua ben Hananya, who once went to the great city of Rome, they said to him, they said that um, he said like this there was a Maeser Bishua Ben Hananya who once went to the great city of Rome. They said to him, There's a child in prison whose beautiful eyes and, and an attractive appearance, and his curly hair is arranged in locks. Bishua went and stood by the entrance of the prison. Omar Minos and the Mishisa Yaakivi Solo Bezum. So he said, like he was speaking to himself, who gave Yaakov for a spoil and he them to, to, to the robbers? So that child answered and he said, The Pasik did not Hashem, he against whom we have sinned and whose ways they would not walk, neither. Where were they obedient in his Allahs? Now, Omar, Rabshua said, I'm certain that this child will be a ruling in Kalal Yisrael. He's a very wise person. And he said, I take a Shvua by the Besamidosh, I take an oath. Uh, that I will not move from here until I ransom him for whatever money they set for him. Amru, they said, 
So they said that they did not move from here until he ransomed him with a great sum of money. And not even a few days has passed, and this child became a Mayor Rabbi Yisrael. And who is that? Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha. There was a, st- a story involving the son and daughter of Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha, the Cain Gadol, who were taken captive and sold into slavery to two different masters. The Yom Yimun is that after some time, these two masters met in a certain place. Each master said, one master said, I have a slave whose beauty is unmatched into this world. And the other master said, I have a female slave whose beauty is unmatched in all of the world. So Umrah, the two masters said, Bo Venasim Zelazel, let us marry these two slaves to one another. And we'll divide the children born to them between us. And they're very, very beautiful. So what they did was is they secluded this brother and sister in a in a in a in a room. So the boy said, I am a Koyan, the son of a Koyan. I'm going to go marry a Shifcha. I can't. And the other one said, I'm the, the, the daughter of a Kehenis. I'm going to go marry now an Evid. And they, and they both cried the entire night. Because it was a dark room. They couldn't see who's who's uh, who they're talking to. Once Amada Shachar arrived, they recognized and they saw that it's like a brother and sister. They realized that it's their brother and sister. They fell on each other and they were crying until their souls departed due to this great distress. And with regards to this, Yermia says, For these things I weep. Any, any year the my eye, my eye runs down with water over this, over this story. Omer Shlokish, Shlokish says, "My sebisha achas v'tzofnas bas peniel shmo." There was a certain uh, story of a woman whose name was Tzofnas bas peniel. Now, why was she called Tzofnas? Why was she called Tzofnas? She called Tzef and Biyafio because they would all gaze at her. She was called Bas She was called Bas because she was the daughter of the Kain Gadol who served in the Kedesh Kedosh. Now, it happened that she was taken into captive, and her captor abused and raped her all night. The next day, he dressed her in seven garments, and then wanted to sell her. So then there was this this disgusting guy that came and said, I want to see your beauty. So the seller said, Reka, you're 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 empty. If you want to take her uh, good, there's nobody as beautiful uh, as her in this world. And if not, then you know, move on. So Amrlay, so the potential buyer said to the seller, "I'll begin. Even so, I want to see myself." He removed the six uh, garments. And she removed, in other words, she tore the seventh garment and rolled in ashes. Amr she said before Hashem, 
Ebene Shalem, im aleinu, lechasta, akdushash, shimcha, agodo, lama lechachos. Even if you have shown no pity on us and have allowed us to be disgraced in this way, why have you not shown pity to the sanctity of your mighty name by which you are called? And on this, Yermia cries and says, Bas ami chigro sok vis balshi baifer, evil yochid asiloch mispad tarmudim, kipisem yove ashede dolino. Says, O oh, daughter of my people, gird yourself with sackcloth and roll in ashes, make your mourning as for only an only son, most bitter lamentation, for the spoiler shall suddenly come upon us. Now, Allah Nemar, it does not say upon you, Allah but on us. Um, it doesn't say upon you, it says upon us, for the spoiler shall come. As it were, both over me and over you. Hashem himself shares his pain, and his name is also disgraced. He says, what is the Pasuk that says, So they oppose a man and his house, even a man and his heritage. There was an incident involving a certain man who, was, who, who set his eyes on his master's wife. And he was a carpenter. Um, he was a carpenter. So one time, his master needed to borrow some money. So Amrlay, so this guy told him, "Send your wife to me, and I will lend her the money." He sent his wife to him, and uh, this woman stayed with with uh, stayed with him for three days. So the husband asked, where's my wife? So he said, I sent her back immediately. But I heard that the youth abused and raped her on the way. So the master said to this guy, what should I do? So he said, if you listen to me, divorce her. So he said, that I have to pay her is a lot of money. So he said, I'll lend you the money, you pay up the ksuba. So uh, the master listened and he divorced his wife. And this guy, this carpenter, went and married this woman. Once the time, when the time came to pay back the choyb and he didn't have what to pay, repay, he said, Come and work off your chayv to me. So it says that while this carpenter, him and his wife, would sit in, in other words, his old, his, his old wife, would sit and eat and drink, while he, the woman's first husband, would stand over them and serve them with their drinks, and tears would drop from his eyes and fail, I'm sorry, fall into the cup, um, and at that time, the Jewish people, uh, the sentence was sealed. Some say, so that was one mice, and some say that the Jewish people were punished for two weeks in one lamp, which this is a euphemism for a sin of adultery committed by this couple while the master was still married to the woman. Okay, that's the Adkan, the sugi of uh, and bias, and now we're going to go back to. What the Mishnah said, Lokach min Hasurikin. Mishnah returns to the, the, the Gemara returns now to the Mishnah, which says if one purchase, first purchased land from Sikorikin and afterwards returned 
and purchase the same field from the prior landlord so that he will be considered the legal owner of the field. So the din is, we say the purchase is void. So Amar Rav, Rav said, They taught that this purchase is void only in the case where the prior owner says to the buyer when he came to acquire the field from him, go take position of the field and thereby acquire it. But the start is clean. Shmuel Amar, after Shtar, and Shmuel says, even if Shtar doesn't work, I'll shift to the Echrais until he writes Echrais. Tiny cover say the Shmuel, it was Tana Bryson according to the Shmuel. If a person first purchased the field belonging to a married woman from the from the wife, and then afterwards you return and purchase the same field from the husband, it's kaim, it's it's a good purchase. However, but if it's the opposite, then the mekach is unless the woman writes him a guarantee. So we see this supports Shmuel's opinion that only when the prior owner writes the buyer guarantees assume that he sold the field wholeheartedly. So the says, name it to of the Rav. Shall we say that this price is a Tiyuf of the Rav who said that a written bill of sale is enough and you don't need a Chayis? So I'm the Chorav. Rav will tell you, my Chayis, what does a Chayis mean? Not maybe Shtar, it means a Shtar. Foreign purchase land from Sikorokin. And consumed its produce for three years in the presence of the in the presence of the prior owner. And then the one who purchased it from the guy returned it and sold it to another person. So the prior owner has no claim against the second buyer. So the Mar says, If the second buyer claims and says to the other owner. And after buying the property from the Sikorokas, the first buyer returned and purchased it. Uh, he purchased it from you. So even the first buyer should be uh, deemed credible. And if the second buyer does not claim and say that say this to the prior owner, and if the second buyer does not claim and say to the prior owner, he purchased the property from you, and even the second buyer should also not retain possession of the property. So actually referring to a case where the second buyer does not claim that the first purchase, the first buyer purchased the property from the prior owner. And in such a case that the court makes a claim on behalf of the Yarshim and the court makes a claim on behalf of a buyer. So since the Yarshim and the buyer are generally unaware of the circumstances, in which their uh, the, the the people before them obtained the possession of the property, the court advances the claim on their behalf that it has been acquired legally. and as the other person, the first buyer, in. If he claims this, then good. If property comes into one's possessions due to payment of a chayv or due to unjust seizure, there's no halacha of sikadokin. On paris atzma and the unjustly seized land itself, it uh, has to remain in the possession of the guy who seized it for at least 12 months before another buyer can take possession of it. But you just said that the Allah of does not apply. 
So my answer is instead of Sikhikamar, Sikhirok and Atzma, this what the Bryce says that the, the property purchased from Sikhirok himself, Sikhashitisha Shnemasar Khedesh, has to remain at least 12 months. Omar Vesev, Vesev says, Naktinon, we have a tradition, there's no unjust seizure of land in Bavel. We do see that there is unjust seizure of the land of Bavel. Rather say that there's no law of unjust seizure in Bavel. Meaning that this Allah is not applied in Bavel. My time, what's what's the reason? Since there is a regional seat of government, and yet the owner does not go, so again, since there is a regional seat of government, and yet the owner does not go and complain before it, that his property has been seized, so say that he waived his rights to the property. Umar says, received land from the residents of a certain valley in exchange for payment of the land the land tax in other words all the residents of the valley would jointly pay the land tax after some of the residents had gone away those who remained unauthorized those who remained authorized to use the land um, on condition that Gidl would pay the land tax on their behalf so Gidl gave them money for three years in advance although the tax was ordinarily paid annually. Gidl gave the money for three years in advance. Uh, sorry, eventually after the first year, the prior owners came and said to Gidl, So they said, with regard to the first year in which you pay the tax, you've already consumed the produce. Now you will pay the taxes and you will consume the produce and you shall have no uh, further rights to it. Also, the parties came before the Papa to decide the case. At first, he thought of writing for Gidl a document of authorization to, re, to repossess the property against the residents of the valley. So he says, if so, you're doing a Sikirokin. Rather, we were, we're talking about a case that Gidl places money on the horn of a deer, meaning that, the, that he himself put his money in jeopardy. The money he advanced in regards, is regarded as a gift, and he has no right to demand it to be reimbursed. The Mishnah says, U Mishnah This is the initial uh, version of the Mishnah. Later, the court of those who came after the Chachamim composed the Mishnah said, Those who purchased a field from a, a, a Sikarokin, he must give the prior owner one-fourth of the field's value. Omar Rav, Rav said, He gives him one-fourth of what he paid by giving him a portion of the land, or else one-fourth of money, whichever he prefers. Shmuel Amr, Shmuel says he gives him one-fourth of the land, which is one-third of the money that he paid. What are they arguing? So Shmuel holds that the Sikriki sold the field to the buyer for one-fourth less than the actual value. And Rav holds that the Sikriki sold the field to the buyer one for one-fifth less than the actual value. 
Now, it says that this is the first Mishnah. Later, the Beisden of those who came after the Chacham who composed the Mishnah said, with regards to one who purchased the field from Sikorokas, he must give the prior owner one-fourth of the field value. The prior owner has the advantage. If he wants land, he takes what is due to him in land. If he wants money, he takes what is due to him money. When does this apply? At a time when the prior owner is unable to purchase the field himself. But if he's able to purchase himself, he perceives anyone else. And they counted their votes. And determined that that if the field remained before, in other words, in the possession of the Sikorokas for 12 months, then whoever first purchases the field acquires possession of it. But he must give the prior owner one-fourth of its value by giving him a portion of the land or one-fourth in money. This is according with the statement of Rav, but it's a Shailon Shmuel. Rashi says, when that price is taught, it's referring to, it is referring to one-fourth of the total amount. After the money reached the prior owner's possession. In other words, it does not refer to one-fourth of the money that the buyer paid to the Sukarikas, but one-fourth of the field's actual value, which is one-third of what the buyer paid to the Sukarikas. So Rav said... So now Rav says, I was in the presence of the counting of the vote in the basin of Rabbi. In other words, Rabbi Danasi, when they established this halacha, and they would start with me first, asking my opinion on the matter, although I was the youngest member of the court. But we have a famous halacha. And when it comes to monetary halachas, and when it comes to taharis and tmeis, we start with the gadol. When it comes to capital law, they begin their halacha with members who sit on the side. So why do they begin their deliberation with Rav, who was certainly not the most learned member of the Beisdin, as the designated leader belonged to Rabbi Yudhanasi? So, the counting of the vote in the Beisden of Yudhanasi was different as all of their deliberations and countings of the vote would begin with the junior member sitting on the side because Yudhanasi was held in such a high esteem that once he expressed his opinion, nobody else had the chutzpah to contradict him. Now, from the days of Mesha until the days of Rehudanasi, we don't find a person who had greatness in terror knowledge and greatness in secular matters, in other words, including wealth and high political office combined in one in a single individual. But Yeshua also was so, where it says, wasn't there a lazar? 
So let me just read again. The Gemara says, Ha'avi Yeshua. But wasn't there Yeshua? So the Gemara says, Have a Lazar. During his day, there was a, there was a Lazar. So the Gemara says, Ha'avi Lazar. Have a Pinchas. Um, wasn't there a Lazar? So the Gemara says, There was Pinchas. Have a Pinchas. Have a skin. So the Mar says, Ha have a shawl. Wasn't there a shawl? It's also take the makamechad. The Mar says, have a shmuel. No, there was a shmuel also. But didn't shmuel pass away in Shaul's lifetime? So the says, Kuli shnei that all the years they were like this. And what have a David? Wasn't there David? Mar says, have Ida ayori. There was Ida. was also equal to David in Terranalsh. But didn't Ira pass away in David's lifetime? <coughs> so my answer is We require that he be the leading figure in Tera and Gdula for all the years that he is the leader of the Jewish people. Wasn't there Shleim Melech? So it says, but they killed him. So it says, again, we meant. We meant to say that in the days of Maishat, the days of Yehuda Nasi, there was no other single individual who had Tere all of his years. So the Gemara says, <coughs> Wasn't there Chizkiah? So the Gemara says, Have a Shevna, there was Shevna. Ha'ikta, wasn't he killed? So it says, Kula Yishnei Kamina. The Gemara of Ezra, so the answer is, Have a Nechemi Ben Chachilaya. is different as he himself was subordinate to Ravashi, who was superior in both Tedogdullah by him.